is A-M-E-N, the Alpha Male Entertainment Network. Broadcasting from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, U-S-A. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show. Your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time for the General, General Cigar, cigar Dave. It is officially our first show for 2019, January 5, 2019, and technically we're still on hiatus because as the general generosity I have given the entire Cigar Dave staff and crew off until Monday, January 7th. However, that doesn't mean we're going to give you a, not going to give you a fantastic show. We are going to take a look back over some of the great moments of 2018, but before we do that... I've got the entire crew from our Happy New Year champagne and sparkling wine tasting show. We've got Samadier Dave. We've got Princess Debbie. We've got Honey Bear Kim. We have got uh, uh, Tequila Jerry, Sergeant Steve, and yours truly, the global five-star general, alpha male-in-chief, your commanding officer front and center, as today we come to you from the Davidoff of Geneva Store and Lounge. And we've got our entire crew together. We just came off for, uh, doing our Happy New Year champagne and sparkling wine tasting show, and it ended with a giant bang. Princess, got to tell you that Vuvclico, always a winner, no doubt about it. Absolutely, General. It's like you. It does not disappoint. It never does. And Samadier Dave, you selected 20 fantastic champagnes and sparkling wines didn't think we would get, I knew we would get, get them all. But you knew, I didn't tight. think we were going to get nah, them It was <laughs> tight, but we did. Plus, we had Princess Debbie. We had six different concoctions that she mixed for us, all fantastic. And if you missed that show, it is available, of course, at CigarDave.com, our Cigar Dave mobile app in our on-demand uh, archive podcast section. And I should also tell you, we've got the PDF file, the document that you can print. It's not too late. To save that, take it to your wine store, your liquor store, because we had some fantastic selections that I will tell you are great year-round. And as we get close to summer, I know you're saying, wait a minute, it's January, it's cold outside. Not so fast before you know it. It will be spring. The, the vernal equinox will be here. The summer solstice will arrive. It will be summer, and you will be looking for something cool and refreshing. And we've got 20 fantastic champagnes and sparkling wines that you can have. And I'll tell you, the one thing I came away from it, Corbel, Samadier Dave, yes. unbelievable. Their right. lineup, from 11 to $13, everyone was better than the other. Yeah, for an everyday beverage for you to have sparkling wine, they call it champagne. To me, it's a sparkling wine. Their quality is, you know, unbelievable to do it from all those different styles. Usually, a winemaker can do one or two different styles, but they do about six to seven that they really do a great job with. All right, so we are here at New Year's, 
And just after New Year's, it is the 5th, although we're recording this beforehand because, again, the entire crew is in, on hiatus. But we've got, during this show, some great interviews and segments from 2018. And every year it gets bigger and better, so you're going to want to stay tuned for that. But let me ask every one of you. We always hear about New Year's resolutions. So, Princess, did you make any New Year's resolutions? I have. And have, they, have you broken them yet? Uh, the first day. <laughs> <laughs> that was <I'm laughs> that was quick. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So my resolution this year is to be uh, really organized. And that's always a good one. It's yeah. We'll see how that works out. I'll let you know the first day. <laughs> yeah, I would add that to my list too. What, what about you, Honey Bear Kim? Oh, carpe diem. I choose to seize the day every single day in 2019. Seize the day. Went Are, through a lot, and, I, and I'm going to seize it. You seize it. All right, Samadhi, Dave? I don't make resolutions because I inevitably break it throughout the year. So what I just try to do to like how you're looking at your life every day, just do the best you possibly can and enjoy it. Yep. Sergeant Steve, any uh, resolutions you have made? Why wait till New Year's to make a resolution? <laughs> when I want to do something, I make the resolution then and there. Do I don't wait for New Year's. Exactly. So I do don't it. have any New Year's resolutions this year. All right. Well, my New Year's resolution to add more bodacious babes to the harem. Oh. <laughs> nice. That's my res- I, That's I, my resolution. And, and to that. be more politically incorrect than I already am. I and I know I'm going to hit both of them. I don't know if that's oh, possible. Oh, it is possible. I'm going to. I've got it. What about you, uh, uh, Tequila Jerry? Uh, I'm just going to drink more tequila. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Enjoy it. That's my resolution. Over. Wait a minute, Princess Debbie. Do you have a list of resolutions for Tequila Jerry that you need? Like any remodeling, any additions? It's, like, it's called the Honeydew List. The Absolutely. Honeydew List. Absolutely. More reasons to drink more tequila. <laughs> more. Te- <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. Well, it's hard to believe that we're already in 2019. It is incredible. I don't know what it is, but the years go by so much quicker than I think we were in grade school. Like when we were in school, the year just took so long to get through. But now as adults, uh, they just move exponentially. They say that as you get older, but I, I'm not thinking like but that. But you get younger every Absolutely. year, Princess. It's amazing. So I'm saying <laughs> as I get younger, the years are moving quickly. Everything moves. There's there's it's, no doubt about it. But it's fun and having a, a great time. And, of course, as part of the harem, who doesn't love that? Honorary harem, both of you ladies. Uh, a honey bear kid and we have and a lot Debbie. of a, a lot of you girls that have applied to the harem. You know, we can only take a limited amount. But <laughs> well, wait a minute. Keep my resolution. Applying. Wait, keep wait. Applying. We had 32. My resolution increased the size. But they must be bodacious. We're very so. picky. As am I. Yes. As am I. I got, I got needs. I got standards. But keep coming, girls, okay? Yes. Keep uh, coming. Although I will say this. Unlike Les Moonves, who actually had <laughs> a dame on his staff to service him due to stress relief at key times <laughs> that was available for oral stimulation, I, don't, I just have the harem. And, and they, I don't have to force them, unlike Les Moonves. And Corm in office. I can tell you. Sergeant Steve, you will attest to this. In my office... At Command Center Alpha, I do not have, like Matt Lauer or any of these other guys, a button where the door closes if a dame comes in. There is no, there is no such button. There is no button. I will never forget, I was at a, at a general manager, a TV general manager's office a number of years ago, and we were going to meet about a potential TV project, and he had the door open. I go to sit down, and all of a sudden I see him hit this button, and the door closes, and I hear it go, boom. And I thought to myself, this, this guy couldn't get up. To go 10 feet to close the door? And when I heard that Matt Lauer had that to keep all the women in, when you've got to jail a woman to make it with her, you got a problem. Creepy. 
It's very creepy. creepy. Yeah, and just the fact that somebody would have an automatic door closer, that's just kind of a little, that's, that's, that's weird. You know what, General? I love your always open door policy. Come in, stay, go when you want. They don't want to leave. That's open door, open trouser <laughs> policy. <laughs> <laughs> As I said, I'm going to be more politically correct in 2019 than I've had. You did it already. You're done. You're all set. I'm, keep, I'm going. I'm, I'm not done yet. General, I do have a wish for 2019. Yes. Possibly in September, we do make a road trip to up to Bardstown. Got to do it. Do the Bourbon Trail. Kentucky Bourbon Trail. We've and been talking about it for Bourbon Heritage yeah. Month. You've done that. You've yeah, been there. I have. I'm doing it this year again. And it's a fun time. And I know people at Woodford or Old Forester, Michters, I'd love to have you come on up and do that with them. You brought me bourbon soap yeah. coming back from I, there. That Woodford, had a little yeah. bit, it was made from Woodford yeah. uh, bourbon. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. It was good. I still have some. It it's amazing, though. Like. The, the, it, it, subtle hints of bourbon, but what was amazing is when I was around Mick the Brit, he wanted to drink me. I couldn't I figure it out. He was and licking like, on down. you. Down, easy, man, easy. People want to drink you when you cleanse in bourbon soap. Exactly. But I will say this: my my German Shepherd Sultan, as well as Baron, but I didn't have Baron at the time. He's a pup. But Sultan, who's now thirteen, at the time when you brought it, it was about two years ago. He was right. eleven. I come back and after I take. Uh, bringing the bag home, all of a sudden I see his big German shepherd snout in there <laughs> sniffing it. He was going to town. No, he couldn't I, stop it. He was ready to eat the bar. It really was. It's fantastic. It's nice. It, it's very, very unique, and you have the opportunity to do that. Uh-huh. And it's hard to believe we're talking about September and the first weekend right. of January. Well, because before you know it. It will be. It will be August, and it'll be right around the corner. you got to plan these things out about a year in advance. Mm-hmm. Well, as always, we look forward to a great 2019 with great health, great friendship. Amen. As I say to everybody, that is, uh, my grandmother would always say, you know, another year of good health. And as a kid, you kind of like don't really real, you, you don't Realize think about it. it. Right. Yep. But as you get older, you certainly do. So I wish all of you and, of course, Thank all you. of our alphas and all of our audience that listen, as well as our crew and our great Buffalo crew and everyone involved with the Cigar Dave Show, a great 2019, a happy and healthy year all the way around. When we come back, we've got some great highlights from 2018. As you know, every year we have action-packed shows, whether it's National Bourbon Heritage Month or Cigar Oktoberfest or the Cigar Retailers Convention or great interviews around the uh, Consumer Electronics Show. We've got a special show with some highlights from 2018 coming your way. And what did you say, uh, Samaya? Well, we Dave? did the 22 gins. Talk about doing all Oh, these. we did 22 gins. Oh, my That's goodness. Right. That was a fun day. We did 22 gins. Maybe <laughs> we'll, yeah, you never know. I think we're, I think uh, Sergeant Steve's going to include a few of those uh, in the show. So we wish you a very, as we start 2019, a happy, healthy year. When we come back, we will hit many of the highlights from 2018 as this special commencement of 2018 the cigar dave commencement show comes your way next the cigar dave officers club selection this month is the alec bradley new release sampler including the alec bradley magic toast this cigar was created by alan rubin after toasting a special whiskey to a great crop that would yield this beautiful medium to full-bodied smoke want these cigars shipped directly to you each month log on to cigardave.com to join the officers club
1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. We commence 2019, but before we do so, we take a look back at some great moments from 2018. Sit back, keep your cigar nice and toasted, make sure you have a cocktail, enjoy as we look back 2018 front and center on The Cigar Dave Show. At The Cigar Dave Show, there are several things we really like in a Washington bureaucrat. Uh, embalming fluid, a wooden stake through the heart, well, I guess after those two things, you really don't need the rest. Cory Booker, DP, Democrat phony from New Jersey. Actually, he was mayor of Newark, and some would say that Newark was a hole, a hellhole. I've been to Newark, and I've got to tell you, not so Great. Now, I'm sure it's probably improved, but definitely not that uh, great. Let's put it this way. You're never going to go to Newark for a vacation. Let's just leave it at that. But Cory Booker went after Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen during her testimony in Congress. And of course, we've got important issues to deal with ISIS, with terrorism, with border security. And what did all the Dems focus on? They focused on the private meeting that took place in the Oval Office between President Trump and members of the Senate and House, including Dick Durbin, Dick Illinois, and uh, several others, several other Dems and Republicans. And uh, he used the term, whatever term, who knows, that, that there's, there's different accounts of the meeting, whatever. It was a private meeting, and language is used. And what did Dick Durbin do? He ran out immediately instead of trying to negotiate a deal because he didn't get everything. This is really what it boils down to. The Dems didn't get what they wanted. They wanted a clean DACA bill, and they did not want in any way, shape, or form increased border security. They don't want $18 billion for a wall, and they certainly don't want to end chain migration. Oh, and by the way, chain migration, using that term, that is not racist in any way, shape, or form because Dickie Boy has used it before. But Cory Booker, Cory Booker was very infuriated 
with Kirsten Nielsen. He kept asking her, did he say this? And she said, look, my recollection is different. I don't really recall. There are a lot of things being said. And she was under oath. She was testifying under oath. Let's take a listen to what Cory Booker had to say. Let's listen to his incredible theatrical performance. I hurt. When Dick Durbin called me, I had tears of rage when I heard about his experience in that meeting. And for you not to feel that hurt and that pain and to dismiss some of the questions of my colleagues saying I've already answered that line of questions when tens of millions of Americans are hurting right now because of what they're worried about what happened in the White House. That's unacceptable to me. I hurt. I hurt. It was terrible. I had tears, tears of rage. But it gets better. Talking about threats and his great anger. Hit it. There are threats in this country. People plotting. I receive enough death threats to know the reality. Kamala receives enough death threats to know the reality. Maisie receives enough death threats to know the reality. And I've got a president of the United States whose office I respect, who talks about the country's origins of my fellow citizens in the most despicable of manner. You don't remember. You can't remember the words of your commander-in-chief. I find that unacceptable. Mr. Chairman, I'm grateful to be on this committee. I'm more than ever today happy I am here. Thank you. Bravo. Bravo, Cory Booker, taxocrat, phony. New J- bravo, Cory. Oh, bravo. And when he, when he beat, it, his, beat his heart. Perfect accompaniment. Perfect song for this drama cre- a queen's tears of rage. Perfect song. Perfect song for thespian, for that great actor, Cory Booker. Now, I want to do his... uh, Sergeant Steve, let's play that first soundbite known as Tears of Rage. That's what I referred to it. Let's play that soundbite one more time because I... And then he did such a great job that it has inspired me. Inspired me to bring out the inner thespian within me. So, let's hear Cory Booker... This soundbite entitled Tears of Rage. I hurt. When Dick Durbin called me, I had tears of rage when I heard about his experience in that meeting. And for you not to feel that hurt and that pain and to dismiss some of the questions of my colleagues saying I've already answered that line of questions when tens of millions of Americans are hurting right now because of what they're worried about what happened in the White House. That's unacceptable to me. Oh, it is so unacceptable to that, to that fine actor, that great thespian, Cory Booker. So I was thinking about this, and first of all, I, I have to nominate him for the best performance in a congressional hearing for every major award, the Golden Globes, the Academy Award, the Oscar, the People's Choice, you name it. He should win it front and center. It should be unanimous. But I got to thinking, with such a great theatrical performance, I was reminded of uh, John Lovitz on Saturday Night Live. He used to have a character called Master Thespian, and he talked like this, and it was so dramatic that it got me thinking, I need to bring out the inner thespian 
within this five star. So you shall now call me Sir Davidus Generalis, and I am going to recreate the words, the same words that Corey Booker, uh, the great actor of New Jersey, the great actor of our time, said to Kirsten Nielsen, allow me please to get her to character. And I should also mention that you may hear something like this. That is me beating upon my chest. I hope you can hear the sound of that for emphasis. Here we go. When Dick Durbin called me, I had tears of rage when I heard about his experience in that meeting. And for you, ma, for you, my dear lady, not to feel that hurt, not feel that pain, and to dismiss some of the questions of my colleagues, saying, I've already answered that line of questions, when tens of millions of Americans, tens of millions of them, hundreds of millions of them, are hurting right now. They are hurting because of what they're worried about, what's happened in the White House. That, my dear lady, my dear woman, that, as I beat my chest, as I beat my hand against my bosom, that, my dear lady, is unacceptable to me. I have got a president of the United States whose office, oh, I ever so respect, who talks about the country's origins, my fellow citizens, in the most despicable, oh, the most despicable manner. And for emphasis now, I'm going to I'm going to beat both both uh, both hands on my on my chest. Both bosoms shall be shall be hit hard so that I can emphasize my great master thespianism. Do you? You, my director of Homeland Security, don't remember. You say you can't remember the words of your commander in chief. I find that unacceptable. And there you have it. I, Sir Davis, Generalis, my great performance in the words of the greatest thespian, in the words of the greatest playwright, William Shakespeare, I believe now I shall go to Stratford. I shall be a great thespian of all time, in the same rank as that master thespian, Cory Booker. Democrat phony, Democrat actor. Much more coming your way as we look back at 2018 and prepare for 2019 on this commencement 2019 edition of the Cigar Day Show. The General is now on Instagram. Follow him for pictures of the latest cigars, libations, and what he's enjoying during the show. <laughs> that could be interesting, and we'll have to block out some faces. Go to Instagram and search Cigar Day. The Cigar Dave Show is available 24-7, 365 via the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, iPhone, as well as Amazon Kindle. You don't need to be in front of a radio. You just need to have your mobile device ready to go. And you can listen to me take on the enemies of pleasure. Talk about the alpha male good life as we talk cigars, spirits, diversions, grilling, 
everything associated with the alpha male good life. So go download the Cigar Dave mobile app today, presented by Diamond Crown. And you can listen to the show live, noon to 2 Eastern time, anywhere around the world. And as soon as the show is done, we run a continuous loop. The show is also available on demand. Also our Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and the ability for you to record a message and send it directly to us. So go right now, if you've got an Android, an iPhone, or the Amazon Kindle, Go and download the Cigar Dave mobile app presented by Diamond Crown. Never miss a minute of a Cigar Dave show with the Cigar Dave mobile app. Wherever you may be as we start 2019, we hope you had a fantastic holiday season and a happy new year. Sit back and make sure your cigar is properly lit. Throw a steak on the grill, grab yourself a cocktail, and we'll continue as we look back at 2018 with some great moments, great interviews, great times. Hard to believe the year has already passed us by. Some very good friends here at Gurkha Cigars. First up, we've got the proprietor, founder of Gurkha, Kaizad Hensodia. Kaizad, my friend, good to see you. Always good to see you, General. Uh, I, I enjoy seeing you here, but I enjoy seeing you much better at your palatial offices with the big Gurkha Lounge, where we have great cigars, we have great libations, and you always take us to that uh, Peruvian place for lunch. And Korean. And, no, I've never been to Korea. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm going to take you there. All right, I'm coming back. No problem. We've got Carlos Yacatorano, VP of Operations. Carlos, good to see you, my friend. Always a pleasure, Dave. And to my left, I've got Juan Lopez, VP of Sales. He's the guy that makes sure all these great new cigars that we're going to introduce you to get to you at your local retailer. Now, let's talk about three new brands that are going to be launched officially here, but to the public officially at the Cigar Dave Alpha Pleasure Fest on the Water in Buffalo, Saturday, August 11th. So who wants to do the honors? Because the one that I have in my hand is the new Chateau Privé, beautiful cigar. Talk about that because I'm going to light it. You guys are all lit and I feel like I'm missing you're behind, out here. You're behind. The, you're behind. Exactly. Who wants to start? All right. So we start We start off with the uh, the uh, Chateau de Privé. It's, uh, it's, it's a baby that Kai's been wanting to do now for, for many of years and we finally got the correct blend and, and the wrapper that we wanted. We've been looking for on the uh, Ecuador and the Florado, which not a lot of people use in the marketplace, but I think now that you know we're innovators in the industry. People are going to start wanting to uh, come out with that kind of uh, that kind of uh, um, wrapper. Uh, Dominican tobacco, a little bit of Nicaraguan as well. Mild, creamy, real, real smooth. A little bit of nuttiness on the back end as well. I think the general is enjoying it already. Um, second, we got... Wait, wait, you don't know that. Well, of course I do. <laughs> but I am enjoying it. But I'm just saying, you're being presumptuous, but I am enjoying it. But we make, we make great cigars. This is what we do. Good. Mm, we're good. Uh, Marquesa, uh, our first uh, Sumatra wrapper. Uh, brick and mortar brand uh, for the Gurkha family. Uh, all Nicaraguan, Ometepe, Esteli, Jalapa. Uh, the, the difference is you got 10 cigars that are box pressed and 10 cigars that are parejo, which are round. Uh, um, awesome display, awesome, uh, beautiful Cubanist looking box. Uh, will be available by the end of August. And then Carlos, tell them about the Ghost. And the last but not least is Ghost. This is an extension to our uh, one of my, our best selling brands, the Ghost. This is the new Ghost Gold with an uh, Ecuadorian Albano Rosado wrapper. It's got a Nicaraguan, Dominican, and, and USA filler from Pennsylvania. It's definitely the fullest, the fullest release that we've got this year. So we're very excited to launch the new Ghost Gold. Now the Chateau Prevet, I have to tell you, definitely on the medium side, smooth, but a lot of flavor. Very, very flavorful cigar. So it's got intensity, but it's not overpowering. There's no bite. 
So right. very, very nice. That's key for us. That's something that we strive to do in all our blends is make them very flavorful not just all power. We want flavor is important for us. And I should tell everyone that at the Cigar Day Valpo Pleasure Fest, all the attendees on Saturday, August 11th, you will be the first in the world to experience these brand new Gurkha brands. And I know that uh, everybody in attendance will be very excited. Last year, we launched the Havana Legend, Master Select and Havana Legend. And uh, this year, we're going to have both of those available as well in the Special Assault Pack, as well as the Royal Challenge, which is a great cigar that we'll talk about. These three humidors are absolutely Absolutely magnificent. So, Kaizad, tell me about these because you are the king of packaging and the king of design. So, every year we come out with our special edition humidors. This one is the Crimson, the other one is the Sunburst, and the third one is the Burlwood. All only 50 made in the world. We have already sold about 20 of each, and it's not even, show's not even been open one hour. So, this will fly out by today. And where's the uh, Alpha Five Star? Well, we've got to keep one for you then, Joe. Oh, no, I got the five stars on top of that. Bring that to both. You, you got a month to work on that, Kaizad. Chop, chop. Let's go. Alec Bradley Cigars. I have featured their cigars in the Officers Club probably for the last seven, eight years. Great sticks. They've got some very nice new blends that I've sampled. So let's go in and take a look. We'll say hello to Alan Rubin and his sons, uh, Alec Rubin and Bradley Rubin, who the company is named after. Look who we've run into, operating the espresso machine. If it isn't Alan Rubin himself, the CEO, the founder of the company, is he's a barista now. It's unbelievable well, what you I, do. I, I like espresso, so well, would you like one? Absolutely. I, I need some caffeination. One. I would love to give you a little. We've got litation ceremony, libation ceremony, and now we're going to have caffeination ceremony. I'm impressed you know how to work this fancy. It's one button. A oh, one button? Okay, beautiful. You're all about the innations, the caffeinations. All the about the good life, the alpha male pleasure maneuvers. Absolutely. And as we look around, your booth is jam-packed, a lot of excitement, a lot of buzz today. Absolutely. It's a good show, good start. Um, I know, you know, I love this show. This is a chance to see friends and, and, and write business and uh, see acquaintances that sometimes you only get to see once a year. I have just been handed yes. a brand new cigar Looking at this stick, yeah. look at that is an Oscuro. That is super, super dark wrapper, almost uh, a deep dark chocolate, nice and oily. Tell me about this stick. Brand so, new. Yeah, Magic Toast, we're launching at the show this year. Kind of a cool story behind it, but you know, we had a Tempest, uh, we had a Maduro in the Tempest line. We just felt like the Tempest line was expanding so much that we ended up removing the Tempest Maduro line uh, away out of that line, and we had room for a Maduro. Just, it worked out. You know, we were down in Central America. I was down in the fields. We actually, I didn't even know the night that I came in that we were going to the fields. I thought we were going directly to the to the factory where we normally have some coffee, a drink, a cigar, and catch up before the next day when we start. And uh, we went right past the factory. We went right to the fields. And he said, I need to show you something. And uh, Magic toast. Yeah. How'd you come up with that name? It happened to be, it actually came out of going to the fields. We saw this tobacco that I hadn't seen. It was getting really late, and it was getting late. We actually had the lights on like from the vehicle that we were driving in, and we went into the, where the, you know, the barns were, and I'm looking at this tobacco, and I said, I needed something that was dark and rich and oily, and we lit something up, and we got the aromatics off it, and I, I kind of just said, we, had, we actually had a bottle with us, because he knows we like to you know, participate in a little, uh, little drinking while we're down there, and kind of celebrate each other. And he said, I have a bottle in the car. And I said, 
I think this is, I think this tobacco is going to be magical. I said, there's something about it I haven't seen in a long time, and let's make a toast. I go, we'll call it a magic, magic toast. toast. Well, tell you what, I like my toast burnt, and this looks yeah. almost burnt, not yeah. in a bad way. So that's kind of, if I would look at it, I'd say magic toast. Hey, listen, you know, now when I, I taste it, I wonder it's going to have like buttery cream cheese, little <laughs> strawberry notes, a right? Schmear. A little smear of this, a smear of that. Fine and rare has been an explosive hit for you. Yes. Very limited. Yes. So we only do 2,000 boxes. Uh, and this one, I think in 2018, as you can see, we did 2,500 pieces because the international desire for this cigar has grown through the roof. And so we were able to start the production processes earlier. The one really nice thing, there's so, so many cool things about Fine and Rare that I, that I are very near and dear to my, my heart. Um, first and foremost, when you look at the band, has a lot of information. It has how many cigars were rolled every week. Uh, it's signed by the factory supervisor. It's signed by both Ralph and I. Uh, we're very, very proud of this because we talked about Montero. E Ralph Montero, who's, who's an icon in this business, right. as you know. Absolutely. And so, and this is again, this is we work with different tobaccos, but we always have stayed with this ten tobacco uh, kind of mixture, this blend. I think we're the only cigar in the world that actually combines. 10 different tobaccos in a single cigar. Now, if we weren't able to cut actually just the most flavorful part of the leaf, you'd have to smoke a baseball bat, right? 10 different leaves. But what we do is we take just the, the, the richest part of the tobacco, and we actually fine cut you know, that piece and utilize those pieces to make the cigar. So it's just something very near and dear to my heart. It's something I'm very proud of, and people have embraced it. And let me bring in my good friend, the the owner, the founder of Drew Estate, my good buddy, Jonathan Drew, JD, wait a minute, Snacky. Yeah, Fat Shops, uh, Valivera. Wait, 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 what's it now, Fat Shops? Fat, yeah, we got them all. I covered all. Anything of eating uh, copious amounts of good food and any uh, other recklessness. We've How got you it. doing, Dave? All is well, baby. I'll tell Thank you what. Thank you so much for visiting the booth, brother. It's always a pleasure. We go back a long time. And oh, yeah. this, as I toured the booth just a few minutes ago, look at this. We got Sam Morales in here. You never know who's going to show up in here. A lot of characters. Man, here. is it packed right this? And is there is a? I'm going to say there's more activity going on right now in Drew Estate than anywhere else on the show floor. JD, I have to tell you, in recent memory, I don't remember more new releases coming out of Drew Estate than in 2018. Am I wrong? Well, no, you are right, but I think the important thing is it's not just about the quantity of what we're doing. I think that this year is a historic year for Drew Estate. First of all, with the Liga Privada Anniversario, the 10-year, that's a really big deal for us. Then at the same time, we drop, and I know we're going to talk a little bit as we go through, but it's definitely a year of new products because a lot of the stuff that we've been working on, sometimes three years, four years, five years, and we realized that this year was the right year to start broadening out some of the lines. And um, I think we got some good stuff in store as we walk through. Oh, that's the H99. I was just looking at the Liga. They just handed this to me. Yeah, The that's Liga nice. Pravada H99. Let's go over to yeah. Liga Pravada. 10-year anniversary of Liga. Let's Hard to go. believe, man. Yeah, I Hard know, to believe. right? You remember right. when we kicked it off. I do remember. And everyone's saying, what's this Liga Pravada, Liga yeah. Pravada? What is this? Now everybody's a Liga. Everybody knows it. Now let's talk about the history. 10 years of Liga Pravada. This is the 10-year right here. You can see it. It's absolutely, you know, stunning on the packaging and stuff. But really, the heart of the brand is thinking back to the days where we really brought Liga out. We run in live. How are we doing it? We run in live. It's live, baby. We're live, We're man. We're straight up live. We're straight up live, live JD. So going back to the early days with the Liga Privada, 
Uh, ten years ago, we dropped the original, the number nine, which was a project that you know the whole original crew was working on. We worked on it for a while. 05, we really started it, the project. By 07, it was really coming to life. Blend was done, and it went live. And um, let's see, man, it's hard to believe it's 10 years, but we started off with 52 accounts in the United States. And uh, it really became like this cult brand for us because it was very hard, moving from the acid genre, moving from the coffee-infused genre, right. moving from there into that, into that space. People had always thought about us as the infused cigar brand. So, you know, us moving into the traditional space was definitely difficult. But with Liga Pravada, it just caught on, and then all of a sudden it became like this frenzied thing. So Liga Pravada really grew throughout the years for us. We just had to grow very slowly. So the first five years in production, I mean, we were barely selling any. You know, it's Liga Pravada, the heart of the brand, is in the Connecticut River Valley. It's about the broadleaf, the number nine, it's about the store cut T52. So the Connecticut River Valley, Nicaragua, of course it's got a little Honduran in there. You got the Brazilian Marafina as a binder. So Liga Provada's history is 10 years. It's definitely a celebrated cigar. And it really was the transitional product that took Drew Estate from the infused space and you know cool innovative products to more into that really traditional, really people that say this is a versatile company. So you know in the Liga Provada lineup, you got some new stuff that came out this year. Obviously, you got the 10-year. You got the H99, which is a hybrid. Which is what I'm smoking right now, which is medium, very, very pleasant, JD. Yeah, that one's still going to be medium plus. Oh, yeah. For sure, and I think that the 10-year the, uh, is definitely full body. We'll continue with our great moments from 2018, front and center on The Cigar Dave Show. The General is always on Twitter, delivering breaking news, giving you the latest intel on cigars, and battling the enemies of pleasure. Chat with the General now at Cigar Dave Show. The General front and center extending to you my Happy New Year 2019 greetings. Unfortunately, the end of December, December 27th of 2018, we lost a great American patriot. I'm talking of Richard Arvin Overton, the nation's oldest man and the oldest living veteran at the time. He participated in World War II. He passed away at the age of 112 years young. I had the privilege and the honor of spending a half day with Richard back in June of 2017 as I embarked to Austin, Texas for Special Alpha Mission 111 to spend time with him, have a cigar with him, conduct uh, an audio and video interview with him that we shared and we've replayed. He was just a great gentleman, great stories. He called the porch where he sat every day his stage and smoked one of his 12 cigars and he also told me the secret to his long life besides the 12 cigars a tablespoon of whiskey in your morning coffee keeps the muscles nice and loose and boy was he ever right so Richard Overton 
Rest in peace, my friend. At the age of 112, I will spend a great deal of time next week recounting my visit with Richard Overton. Very quickly, the January 2019 Officers Club selection comes from Alec Bradley. It is their new cigar sampler. We feature three of their newer releases, the Alec Bradley Magic Toast, the Alec and Bradley Blind Faith, and the Alec Bradley Black Market Esteli. Three great medium to full flavored cigar. If you're not a member of the Officers Club, go to CigarDave.com. Click on Officers Club, $22.95 per month. Gets you the latest and greatest in the world of cigars. Now that my tongue is completely untied, we go back to the show. We commence 2019, but before we do so, we take a look back at some great moments from 2018. Sit back, keep your cigar nice and toasted, make sure you have a cocktail, enjoy as we look back 2018, front and center on The Cigar Dave Show. Scotty Colasar, my good buddy, who is the brand manager for Avo, and uh, are you brand manager for Camacho too? I am, I am. Uh, you know, your title changes every, changes every 10 minutes. It does, it does. They it's give you more and more on your more plate. More and more, yep. Beautiful. I love it, I love now, it. Now, Scott grew up in the cigar business, your parents' That's retailers. That's correct. Tell us yes. about that. So, grew up, uh, my parents owned a retail store, still do. Go uh, 38 years now in New Jersey, northern New Jersey. They're a Davidoff appointed merchant, and so I grew up on that side of the business. Uh, Loved it, loved the industry. I mean, we've got a great industry here. It's, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, really wanted to be on the manufacturing and marketing side of cigars. Um, and to me, there was no better, better place than Davidoff and the brands under the Davidoff umbrella. And no better place to live than the Cigar City. That's right. And I got to move down from, from uh, you know, I was in New Jersey, worked in the Connecticut office for Davidoff right. before we moved for a year and then came down to Tampa. I know you miss those winners on those high taxes. Oh boy, you know, coming <laughs> from Buffalo, it's like, it's a nice way Not moving back. Not moving Great back. place not to be back. from, but not moving that's, back. That's exactly and right. And so Scotty and I, we got to get a chance. I'm lucky because I'm just a few miles from where their office is. Get to go in and sample all their great new cigars yes. with you, Rich yes. Kudik, and uh, Dylan Austin and your great team. And so this year, Camacho got some new product uh, offerings. Correct. It What's amazing to me is Camacho Live Loud, you know, when you look at the repackaging and you look at the American barrel aged and you look at all the new cigars that have been launched the last number of years, you wonder how can you keep coming out with more new, exciting Camacho products? And you do. And keep doing it. Right? And you do. Yeah. The bar keeps getting set higher That's and higher. That's right. And we keep trying to outdo what we did the last time. And, and we've been keeping that going. And it's been a lot of fun. And, um, and it hasn't been that that challenging it's like we know we know what our base is we know what our what we're looking for in a product and then we just got to bring it home and you know we have a new factory in Honduras that's unbelievable and um, they're putting out some great product the blends the consistency and how they do it it's just been rock stars so well, let's go take a look at some of the new products Absolutely. and there's one I'm looking at the hard charger yeah, look at the packaging boy talk about a patriotic package take a look let me just sneak through here real quickly look at this this is the new camacho hard charger that's right so hard charger this fits under our brotherhood series so camacho has had two other releases in this series they were um uh, shellback and check six jim young was the president of davidoff usa now you're an international traveler. You've got a big promotion. Why don't you give us your official title, Jim? Well, I, 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 
we have a new uh, global chief commercial officer role, and uh, uh, I'm it. Chief CCO, Chief CCO, Commercial Officer. CCO, so. I knew him when he just ran the United just, States and Canada. Just a little fellow. Way, way back, <laughs> exactly. And now he's a big shot in uh, Switzerland. Yes. You're in uh, Basel, correct? In Basel, where our headquarters are. How's, uh, how's life living in Basel compared to uh, the United States? Good. The good part is that Basel's a beautiful city. It's on the Rhine River. I live a block and a half away. I walk to work 15 minutes. Do you really? I do. First time in my professional career. Wow. And uh, the bad news is... It's very expensive. Is it? So really, uh, you know, uh, everything that I love to go out to eat, and when I go out to eat, I'm now spending twice what I used to spend in. Well, in that's why they pay you the mediocre bucks. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm spending them fast. I always kid everybody. I say, that's why they pay the big bucks? No, that's why they pay the mediocre bucks. <laughs> so it's very expensive over there. It really is. Why really. is that? Taxes um, or cost of living? It's cost of living and uh, things that pe things are just more expensive in, in Switzerland. You know, the people get paid more in Switzerland, so the prices are higher. So and you can afford it. What are you fetching about? Come of, on. i got to figure out how to go over to Germany, over to France to buy my, my groceries. and then I It's can, cheaper over there, really? It is. It no is. kidding. It's dramatically cheap, and everybody does that. Has your wife adjusted? She loves it. Really? She loves it. Yeah, when I, when I came home and told her about the new job, and I said, you need to sit down. <laughs> Sit down, and I got something to tell you. And I said, I, there's a new role. It's based in it's based in Switzerland, and, and our CEO has asked me to take it. She said, we're moving to Switzerland? She jumped out really? of the chair. Yeah, she's excited. So happy wife is a happy life. Happy wife, happy life. There you go. <laughs> and as D Zeno Davidoff says, and I said it earlier, if your wife doesn't like the aroma of your cigars, change wives. <laughs> so the good news is she likes the aroma of your she cigars. Likes the, uh, yeah, more or less. <laughs> Let's welcome... Nick Perdomo of Tabacalera Perdomo, Perdomo Cigars, to the Cigar Dave Show microphones. Nick, great to have you. Dave, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Always great to be able to talk to you. Yes, sir. I was just uh, in the first hour, I kind of reminisced a little bit about how we met. And you'll remember Jack Bennington introduced us about 20, almost 23. It'll, I tell you what, I think in August or September, it'll be 23 years. Hard to believe. You're absolutely right. Time flies, Dave. That's, that's what it was. <laughs> It really does. And and at the time, you were a full-time air traffic controller that kind of started uh, making cigars in your garage. And when you, I don't, I don't know if you remember this, you came up to Tampa. I don't know if there was a dinner or there was some event that Bennington put on. And I remember you actually had a humidor with you that maybe had 25 cigars. That was your entire inventory. That was it. Yeah, it was, uh, I met, went, met up with Jack, but I was actually doing a, a charity event for Smitty over at Edwards Pipe and Tobacco. Oh, that's right, that's Tampa. right, that's right. Yeah, up in, uh, in, in the Tampa area, we were doing Tampa a charity Club. for kids. Yep, exactly. Yep, it was in the Tampa Club when you could uh, smoke cigars way back then. And uh, yeah, so let's talk about, first of all, Nick, your background. When I first met you, you started, you were an air traffic controller, that kind of moonlighting in the cigar business. But give us a little history of your family, uh, because I believe in Cuba they were involved in the cigar tobacco growing uh, end of things. Yeah, my uh, my grandfather's brother was a minister of tobacco in Cuba. There's a lot of books on him. His name is Jose Perdomo. My grandfather, Silvio, actually was the GM at Partigas in the late 40s, and my father was his main competitor at the H. Upman factory. My, my uncle Tony was a buyer for tobacco in Cuba, and they used to have a company called Cuba Land. But I actually got in the industry just to um, – it's just something I want to do. My father said, you live in the greatest country in the world, and if you work hard, you can take anything you want. So in 92, after I got married to Janine, I started out of my garage and started making cigars. And uh, my dad thought it was crazy because I was doing, you know, I was an air traffic controller. I was doing good. And after I got out of the military and, 
In 95, I called my dad up and I said, Dad, I sold a million cigars. He said, well, maybe you're not so much of a moron. So, you know, kind of <laughs> kind of kept going that way. And uh, thank God it's been a blessing. And, uh, you know, a lot of help from, uh, from guys like you keeping the cigar industry alive, doing doing the great stuff you do on the radio all the way to... You know, all our customers around around the world, we've been we've been really blessed, and we've grown this company to beyond my wildest dreams. As we commence the new year, 2019, our first show of 2019, we have much more coming your way as we take a look back at 2018. Great times, great moments, great cigars, great camaraderie, great libations. So stay there. Our number two of this 2019 commencement edition. Of the Cigar Dave Show comes your way next. This is AMEM, the Alpha Male Entertainment Network. from Humidor 1A in the cigar city of Tampa, Florida, USA. Welcome to the Cigar Dave Show, your weekly excursion into the world of cigars, spirits, and diversions. The cigar and pleasure-friendly hotlines are open. 877-DAVE-007. Now, fire up a cigar and pour yourself a cocktail. It's time. For the General, General Cigar, Cigar Dave. As we commence the first weekend of 2019, hard to believe. I still can't believe I'm saying the year 2019. Where did 2018 go? But it is left. But the good news is we still have tremendous highlights from 52 spectacular shows of 2018. And as I have given... Not only myself, but the entire crew, the Cigar Day crew, on hiatus status. They've been on hiatus status for a couple of weeks. We come back Monday. However, for today, we will look back at some great times of 2018. So fire up your cigar. I suggest if you have not done so, throw a steak on the grill. Grab yourself a libation. Prop up your feet. Relax and enjoy this special commencement 2019 edition of the Cigar Dave Show as we look back at 2018. We have had a great month on uh, the Cigar Dave Show during National Bourbon Heritage Month. We had some incredible guests. We started off with Frederick Booker No the Third of Jim Beam, Master Distiller and Ambassador Fred No the Third. And actually, when we had him on the day before, his uh, daughter-in-law and son had a baby boy, and I think they're calling him Frederick Booker No the Fourth, and he's going to be known as Booker. So congratulations to him. Then we had Dave Pickerell of Oakview Spirits, former master distiller at Maker's Mark. He's been a consultant to the craft distilling industry, worked with Whistlepig, St. Augustine Distillers, in charge of the George Washington Blendon Distillery, Garrison Brothers of Texas. We've got one of their whiskeys, about 40, 50 different craft distilleries he's worked with. And last week we had Harlan Wheatley, master distiller of Buffalo Trace. And by the way, I was just thinking about this. At My Pleasure Palace... There are more bottles of American whiskey and bourbon than there are members of the harem. Because we have 32 at any one given time in the harem. And I think I counted about 97 bottles. And I think I brought about 
15 or 18 of them yes, you did. today. So just like Kentucky, there are actually more barrels aging than there are people. At the Pleasure Palace, there are more bottles of bourbon and American whiskey than there are members of the harem, which tops out at 32. So a little side note there. Now, American whiskey, uh, which we're also going to be sampling today, can also include rye whiskey, rye malt whiskey, wheat whiskey, Tennessee whiskey, corn whiskey. And we've seen an increase in the number of whiskeys that are using wheat, and, uh, and that really tames things up a little bit. Nice smoothness, and we've even seen, I think Jack Daniels uses a little bit of wheat now and then. Yeah, they sure do, and they use a lot of barley. It's uh, like the object is now to find the finest product to start with, do the best distillation because of the education on distillation, and then just put together some really nice beverages to go out into the market with. Be different. We're all different as people. Go out there and be different with your product. Chris Rich of uh, Spirit Investment Partners. They are involved with Heaven's Door Bourbon and Stolen Whiskey. And one of my favorite bourbons that was introduced to me, got to be now about five-plus years ago from Samadier Day, oh, yeah. Angel's Envy. He said, General... You're going to love it. This. The guys that started Woodford Reserve, the master distiller, try this. The bottle is unique, and it really has become a huge hit, so much so that I want to say about maybe two years ago, the company was sold. Angel's Envy was sold. And to actually, Bacardi. Bacardi to, to Bacardi, yep. and actually they're doing so well that they, are, they just finished building a new distillery. They're talking about building another new distillery because... Business has been so good. And Lincoln Henderson, mm -hmm. who is now deceased, mm -hmm. was uh, we've had him on the show. Sure. Great guy to have on. Great passion for what he was doing. And now, interesting story, Chris. After the sale, you have a sales team. You've got distillers. You've got a whole crew out there <laughs> wanting to do something. And here you are. Here we are. We launched the brand uh, end of April, beginning of May. And we've got... Uh, all the team back together that uh, was involved in the beginning with building Angel's Envy and uh, launched the, the brand uh, Heaven's Door along with another gentleman people are familiar with named uh, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. Here you go. You see his name written right on the label on the back. So how is Bob Dylan involved on this? He's part owner. He owns 35% of the brand. Oh, he does. Yeah. Okay. Like a rock. Yep. A few years ago, he decided uh, he was interested in getting the whiskey business, and uh, our, uh, our people caught wind of that and started the, the conversations to get involved. And uh, three years later, we have Heaven's Door. All right. And, by the way, very unique bottle. Very mm -hmm. Not quite like the Angel's Envy bottle, but, again, a very unique bottle that um, has some, not really, it's got, just looking at it, initially the profile, how it kind of narrows, it kind of starts narrow and then widens out, flares out. But uh, you've got some interesting things on the front that are, like, uh, embossed on here. That are Well, Bob Dylan does sculpturing. I didn't know that. So that He's a welder and does yeah. metal work and welding, has a we uh, welding studio. And that's in honor of that. I, never, I did not know that. Now, where does Bob Dylan reside now? L.A., I believe. He's in L.A. Okay, his, his ironwork studio is in L.A. All right. It's called the Black Buffalo. The Black Buffalo. I like that. And, uh, of course, I know Bob is Robert Allen Zimmerman way back <laughs> from his days uh, in Duluth when he was born in Duluth, Minnesota. Mm -hmm. But now he's in Malibu. But how do you, I wonder how you, got, how do you get Robert Allen Zimmerman to Bob Dylan? Well, Bob, the Robert I get. But I'm trying to figure out the, the, the other day. But in any event, uh, good old Bob Dylan. So 
Does he actually bourbon drinker? I would assume. Yes, he is a whiskey drinker, and he was involved uh, in the in the blending and the process as we came uh, with with coming up with the taste profile and whatnot with the whiskey. The legendary master distiller Fred No the Third of Jim Beam. Fred, it is great to have you on the Cigar Dave Show once again. The last time we had you on, I think it was about three years ago. And as always, we enjoy talking bourbon and talking Jim Beam. And you are a direct descendant of Jim Beam. That's correct, Dave. Yeah, it's my pleasure to be chatting with you this morning. When we look at cigars and we look at bourbon, both really experienced very uh, similarities in the marketplace. They were very popular going back in the 40s and the 50s, even the 60s, and then they went on a downtrend, and all of a sudden, about 20 years ago, we saw this resurgence, this renaissance, not only with cigars but with bourbon as well. What do you attribute that bourbon renaissance to? I think a lot of that you know, rekindling the fire under bourbon goes back to four of the guys I call the elder statesmen of the bourbon industry. When you look at uh, Jimmy Russell from Wild Turkey, uh, Parker Bean from Heaven Hill, Elmer T. Lee from Blanton's, and most certainly my father, Booker No, you know, in the 70s and early 80s, they started looking at creating premium bourbons, and they went out on the road and started educating people on what bourbon was all about. And I think folks wanted, didn't really know about bourbon, didn't know what, you know, there was kind of your dad's drink or your grandfather's drink. But then, you know, they got out there and started showing people, hey, it's more than just a shot at the bar, like the cowboys that bellied up to the bar in the Western movies. You know, you can make cocktails, you can enjoy it neat on the rocks in drinks, and it opened up people to experiment with bourbon. And I think that's what kind of got people looking at it. And then more and more education, the consumers were educated on bourbon, and they started being inquisitive. Because if you look back in history, a lot of times people were dead set on a certain beverage that they enjoyed, and that's what they drank. But as time has evolved, people are more inquisitive, and they try different things when they go out. And I think they discovered, hey, bourbon... It's not as bad as I think it is, you know, and there's something here. If it's presented right and it's not too strong, you can enjoy it. I always tell people, if you taste a bourbon and make a face, then it's too strong. Bring it down to a strength that's pleasing to your palate so you can enjoy it. And that was kind of what my dad and the other elder statesmen were teaching people about bourbon, and I think that's what rekindled the fire under the bourbon category. Yeah, there's been a huge resurgence of all the brown spirits. When you look at uh, bourbon and you look at Scotch whiskey and Irish whiskey, it's just a very hot segment. And just like the Renaissance, the, the boom in cigars took the cigar manufacturers by surprise, same thing with the bourbon distillers. And both are similar in that you can't just say, okay, we need to up our production. Great, let's increase our production by 50%, and we can get it out to market in in a month. It doesn't work that way because you have to put those in, in barrels and it, it takes, you can't rush the hands of time. It takes a minimum of, you know, four years, sometimes longer. So what's interesting to me is there are more barrels filled with bourbon aging in Kentucky than there are people in Kentucky, which is an amazing fact. Yeah, it is pretty cool. But it, it mean, takes governor, time. You can't just rush governor it. Governor Brashear, he always liked that statistic when he put it out there. There's there are more barrels of bourbon aging here in Kentucky than there are folks living here, which uh, it's a pretty strong industry here in our state. 
and it is my pleasure to welcome a giant in the world of bourbon and distilled spirits. We are joined right now by Dave Pickerell, who now has his own firm called Oakview Spirits, but for many, many years, he was the master distiller at Maker's Mark, and let's face it, who doesn't love some Maker's 46? Dave, it is great to have you on the Cigar Dave Show. Ah, thank you. It's good to be on. When you started at Maker's, it was well-known, but really, would you say it was more like a boutique type of bourbon? Well, it was a it was mostly a state bourbon. It was almost exclusively Kentucky, you know, a little bleed over into the adjoining states. Um, and it wasn't until after I got there that they started branching out to becoming a regional and then national and then international brand. You know, it just it just hit all the things at the right time. Makers was really the first premium spirit. Um, their first uh, their first uh, um, ad slogan was "Taste expensive and is." And that's, right. uh, that's when it was, uh, you know, everybody was selling their whiskey for about four ninety nine, and Makers was selling a bottle for five for six ninety nine. I'm um, so it's a fifty percent premium, you know, and that was unheard of at that era. And uh, um, you know, they were really the the brand that put premium and ultra premium and super premium, you know, into Americans' vernacular when it comes to spirits. And when we look at the Makers Mark, I think what's very unique about that is that it 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 does have some soft red winter wheat, which really makes it, it tames it, makes it very smooth. And and instead of, uh, you know, the usual rye, they put the wheat in. And to me, that's why it's just such a smooth drinking bourbon. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I've always thought of Makers as a, as a great spot to enter the category because it's easy. It's a, you know, it's not an aggressive product at all. It's just an easy drink and anybody can drink it. And, uh, that I think that was a, a, what attributed to its success is that that uh, you know it was smoother and mellower because it had wheat instead of rye in the mash bill. And I know that Makers had a little controversy a few years ago because they wanted to I think uh, dilute or take the age statement uh, off, if I'm not mistaken, which most every bourbon has done now. But there was a huge rebellion from the Makers consumers and their ambassadors, and uh, they kind of uh, rescinded their their decision at the time. You know, Makers has an unbelievable following of people, and uh, and they're very, very passionate people. And you know, and kind of their mantra is "Don't mess with my whiskey." <laughs> and uh, I think maybe Makers Missa just didn't quite apprehend the full force of uh, their consumers and their and their desire for the whiskey not to change in any respect. Well, and they were always known as a really a premium uh, price product. And when people think of a premium price product, they want a premium product. Harlan Wheatley, master distiller of Buffalo Trace Distillery, here to the Cigar Dave Show. Harlan, great to have you on again. Glad to be here. I have just poured a uh, beautiful glass of the Buffalo Trace Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And before I get ready to do my color analysis and my aroma analysis and taste analysis, tell us about uh, this specific bourbon, the composition, the various elements, raw materials that you use. I know obviously corn at least 51%, but uh, what makes the Buffalo Trace bourbon unique? The main difference between Buffalo Trace, again, small batch, very hands-on. We taste every single batch, and we actually compare it to the very first batch we made in 1999. We use corn, rye, and malted barley. So we say it's a rye bourbon whiskey, straight bourbon whiskey. And uh, we our, t- 
target is eight years old, even though we don't put that on the bottle. That's our that's our target. We you know with our taste profile and what we're looking for. It's one of our low rye uh, recipes, so we're looking for sweetness, but we're also balancing that with age and with that rye to give it a little bit of character and complexity. So I think it you know compared to our competitors in that price range, you're going to get a lot more flavor. You're going to get a little bit of complexity and spice and uh, true bourbon character so well and interesting because earlier in the show i was talking about when you have an older bourbon you're going to have more of the charred oak wood flavors which gives it a little bit more strength more fuller flavor and if you add a high rye content you're really going to have a a a a flavorful powerhouse so with the lower rye content and the longer age that balances out the buffalo trace a bit that's right. That's what we're after. We're trying to balance that flavor um, as it ages. So the oldest of that recipe is the George T. Stag, and we let that go for 15 years. And, um, of course, that's barrel strength. And so you're getting everything you love about that bourbon. And let's talk about barrel year. strength. While you're talking about that, for people that may not know, what is barrel strength? We've got a few bourbons that we offer at barrel strength. And the reason we do that is because we want to show everybody what the maximum flavor and characteristics there are in that recipe. Gotcha. Now, I have the Buffalo Trace in front of me here, so I'm going to swirl it in my in my whiskey uh, snifter here. First thing I'm noticing, the color. It's light, uh, light caramel color, almost with a slight amber hue, but very, uh, very pleasant looking. I'm going to take the aroma here. Take one more sniff here. Trying to be a professional, Harlan, like a master distiller such as yourself to really capture all That's the right. nuances. And I'm noticing That's some right. sweetness. Can definitely notice the corn. A little bit of a floral-type note on my on my nose here, but very, very pleasant. Almost say a sweetness on the on the nose. Yep, and, yep. You, should, you should be getting that. And I'm going to say cheers to you, and I'm going to take a sip. Wow, that is very smooth. A little bit... Of warmth on the, I use the CDWF. I call it the Cigar Dave Warmth Factor. And there's no right or wrong where it's not like you're rating something. To me, it's just how much warmth is there on the palate going down. To me, it's about a five, but it's very smooth. I like the flavor. Right. I can taste a little bit of the rye. Definitely that that eight years of, of aging in the barrel, you get a little bit of that spiciness. But it is a very, very pleasant uh, sipping bourbon and a longtime friend of the Cigar Dave Show, a veteran himself, served in Afghanistan. We've got the great Scotty Neal, who, in addition to being a great American warrior, he is also one of the founders of American Freedom Distillery, the uh, distillers of Horse Soldier Bourbon and a Wrecker Silver Rum. Thank you, Cigar Dave, and more than happy to talk to everybody about this Veterans Day and uh, what it means to all of us. And what does it mean to you? You have served uh, so nobly uh, as a Green Beret. What does it mean to you? Well, you know, it's interesting. You know, how do you go from somebody that serves their entire life as in service to finally consider themselves a veteran, right? I still consider myself active in today's politics, active with Army issues and Special Forces issues. A lot of my friends... Uh, are still commanders that are active. My son's in, in the active, so the veteran part is kind of new to me. Was it a difficult transition going from active to retired? 
It is, especially when you live here in Tampa Bay and you have the headquarters of CENTCOM and SOCOM. So all of your friends are still in uniform. So even, you know, for a beer or a bourbon later after the day, you still get caught up into the conversations of the war on terrorism, what's going on. And for me, you know, I'm pushing 50 and I don't consider myself the vision of a veteran that you would normally think of yourself. I see myself as an active part of the community and uh, I should honor other veterans. Let's talk about the first spirit we will sample. This is the Horse Soldier Bourbon Whiskey, and this is the 95 proof. Yes, it is. So Horse Soldier, we were part of the first Green Braids into Afghanistan in 9-11, and we didn't know it at the time, but the only way to get around the Taliban who had captured tanks from Russians and uh, earlier engagements was on horseback. So the symbol on our bottle is actually the Horse Soldier statue at Ground Zero, and uh, it is made by us, uh, former team members of ODA 595, 511, Triple Nickel, and others who were some of the original Green Berets. And it's a fine weeded bourbon. It is. And before I say that, you made the transition from protecting the American dream to living the American dream. Yes. So we make whiskey, not war now. So if you think about from the American Revolution when all the farmers who took up arms to found this great country returned home, and that's how you converted your old grains was into whiskey. George Washington. Yes, George General Washington. General Washington, first president. He was a distiller. And the Whiskey Rebellion, which once again, that's right. taxation without representation, the very first tax in America was a tax on whiskey. There you go. And I like what it says here on the, on the bottle, Horse Soldier Bourbon Whiskey, Legendary Men legendary spirits and this yes. is the reserve select and on the back it says the united states of america was forged by pioneers bold trailblazers explorers and warriors in the american spirit of adventure we proudly present horse soldier bourbon and it is a weeded bourbon and as i take a sip of this i'll have you tell me about it and the mash bill and let's see mm. uh -huh. smooth oh it is smooth got a little Tad bit of warmth, not mm -hmm. a lot. Smooth, definitely get a little of the woody notes. I'm getting a little bit of sweetness, a little tanginess. This is very pleasant. Thank you very much. Uh, it's amazing that when you hear veterans are making bourbon and whiskey, they're kind of patriotic. They buy a bottle, then we get so many comments back that actually say it doesn't suck. So we <laughs> That's a great comment. <laughs> Tried your whiskey. Doesn't suck. Yep. How about, <laughs> hey, your whiskey was great. Love the exactly. complexity of it. The flavor in my mouth was overwhelming. <laughs> An explosion of, of palatial, of, of palatial uh, uh, flavors and notes. No, no, it doesn't suck. Well, you know, they don't expect that we had took our time and learned from around the world. We really traveled to Scotland and Ireland. And we were mentored by some of the greatest distillers this country has to offer. When they found out we were on this journey to make bourbon, it wasn't a gimmick, it wasn't a marketing ploy. They really embraced us and they taught us all the behind the velvet secrets uh, that you don't get with a distillery tour. So 51% corn by law, we know. That's bourbon. So we're a 70% corn, 20% wheat, and 10% barley. The barley activates the yeast initially, and the wheat is where you see the sweetness right. and the softness, and I call it the little victory in every bottle. Much more coming your way as we look back at 2018 and prepare for 2019 on this commencement 2019 edition of the Cigar Dave Show.
The January selection for the Cigar Dave Officers Club is the Alec Bradley new release sampler, including Black Market Esteli. This medium to full-bodied smoke comes from the capital of Nicaragua to pay homage to everything the city offers to cigar making. Not a member of the Officers Club yet? Get premium cigars shipped directly to you every month by signing up today at CigarDave.com. In 1964, Jose O. Padron began rolling cigars bearing his name in modest surroundings with one guiding principle, always focus on quality, never on quantity. Nearly 40 years later, Padron cigars are recognized for their superior taste and majestic construction. The result of Padron controlling all aspects of the cigar making process, including planting their own seeds, growing and curing their own tobacco, and constantly supervising the rolling room. To Wall Street, it is called vertical integration. To the Padron family, it's called making great cigars. The Padron lines include the Padron 1964 Anniversary Series and the Padron Traditional line. All Padron cigars are wrapped in Nicaraguan sun-grown Habano tobacco, available in natural or maduro. Experience Padron. For your Padron retailer, call 1-800-453-5635. When Padron is on the band, quality is a matter of family honor. Surgeon General Warning. Tobacco use increases the risk of infertility, stillbirth, and low birth weight. Wherever you may be as we start 2019, we hope you had a fantastic holiday season and a happy new year. Sit back and make sure your cigar is properly lit. Throw a steak on the grill, grab yourself a cocktail, and we'll continue as we look back at 2018 with some great moments, great interviews, great times. Hard to believe the year has already passed us by. Alpha Force One has landed. Let the Alpha Pleasure Maneuvers commence. Long-ass greetings and salutations. Welcome to my party from Shelter Humidor 1A. I should say Hangar 1A in the Cigar City of Tampa. We've got great cigars. We've got great spirits, 35 spirits, great delicacies. I have one question. Are you ready for alpha male pleasure maneuvers? Then I can continue. And I welcome all of you to a giant party. And by the way, Thomas, a little bit warm in Alpha Force One. Let's put the air conditioning on next time. Thank you to everybody from ExecuJet, and I welcome all of you. It is great to have you. Our Alpha Pleasure Fest on the flight line is bigger and better than ever. I'm wearing my flight suit. I should tell everybody coast to coast around the world, I am wearing my special Alpha flight suit. Now, I carry some different things than the average aviator. I am an aviator, but first of all, you never know when you're going to need some rations. So I have to thank Butcher Dave. I have my wrapped up, wait a minute, I can find it here. My wrapped up Salem's hot dog ready for nourishment at any time. 
And I've got my funky Buddha Floridian beer for some libationary experience whenever I need it. And I never leave home without two fine cigars. I've got two diamond crowns in my flight jacket. I am ready to go. Butcher Dave, what has Colleen, Portuguese princess, what have you both brought up? Uh, Tell me, Colleen and, and Butcher Dave, what do we have? We, we brought a few things up. We brought up the Brady's Teeny Weenies. It's a mini Salem's hot dog in a puff pastry topped with creamy buffalo wing sauce. We've got the mini Suta moink balls. I got a text from Colonel Ange. And I have to tell you, they're moo beef and oink pig. Well, he's always. Wait a minute. Why do we have a Patriot sign on this thing? Oh, Get... that's the pulverized Patriot, right? <laughs> Get rid of that. I can't even look at that. Oh, uh, that's got lobster, shrimp, and crab meat. Well, and... I'm going to eat it, but I'm not going to look at the Patriots logo on there. That it, I can tell you. In a Chipotle mail, when I made a nice papaya relish inside, and cra- put some tortilla chips for a bone crunching. Bite. All right, and, fabulous. Well, Sultan wants the Salem. Hold on a second. Come here, Sultan. You want a Salem? All right, we'll let him. He's my food tester. Come here, buddy. Now, uh, sit. Now I'm going to show you how well-behaved these guys are. Sultan, sit. 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 Down. Uh, we need, we got the speaker in the way. All right, gentle. Good boy. All right, nice work. He loves the Salins, no doubt. All right, now I brought my special... S-R-D, stain-repelling device, my bib. So, Portuguese princess, please place that on me, if you would be kind enough. Thank you very much. General, you know it kills me every time I see you put a bib on. Well, Captain Paul with COVID cleaners. By the way, you're going to take one of these jets. I think you normally get like 7 bucks a shirt, but if you pick it up in the jet, it's about 4700 bucks in the shirt. No problem, no problem. Okay, fantastic. All right, so first up, one more time. These are the Moink, the Minnesota Moink Balls. What's your Dave? I'm not on. Oh, there, there you we are. go. It's uh, moo beef and oink pig. Mm. Bobby and Eric, this. Yeah. I don't eat like that anymore, but I got to tell you, that's good. I will make an exception. And of course, there's the tea, the Brady's teeny weeny. Now, I got to get the salins and the puff pastry. That's a nice grilled salins. Got the nice crispy skin on it. And you know, normally I'd feel guilty eating these delicacies in front of everybody. But since 10 a.m. this morning, everybody here has been eating and enjoying the buffet except our crew. So I don't feel that guilty. But I'll take a taste here. Mmm. Yeah, then you've got the pulverized pastry wrap. It's got grilled mm. papaya on top of it. Anything. You can have salins for breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack. You're good. Absolutely fantastic. Now, the pulverized patriot. Now, look at this. There's a lobster tail on here. Yeah, well, you got, it's got lobster in it. Lobster, okay. crab meat, and shrimp. And what's on the top? Papaya? That's a grilled papaya. And I made a special papaya relish mm. inside. Nice work. Butcher Dave, you may have some job security in this gig. Ah, uh, no way. Could never give it up to nice Colonel Of course, you can't fill Colonel Andrew's shoes, but no. he's taught you well, Grasshopper. And it is a delight to have all of you here, all of our fellow Alphas front and center. We have much more coming your way. But first of all, Colonel Ange, I want to get to something very quickly here. I know that uh, we've got a lot of grilling and barbecue items. I saw this story and it kind of disturbed me, and I want to just confirm where the meat comes from. Saw this interesting story. A woman, an Indiana woman accused of serving her lover's remains at a barbecue. 
And she didn't do it once, she did it twice. So I just want to make sure, where did you purchase this meat from? Do we know where it is originated from? Well, Dave, let me ask you this first. In anything that she made, was any of it deep fried? I, I didn't get that far. All I know oh, is okay. she said it was served barbecue style. Because the balls are always served deep fried. Now, grilling, I don't know. I can, get, right. you, I can get you a bun, you well, know, because there may be one of these. Uh, well, all I want to make sure is that it came from a dead quality animal, not a, not a dead former human lover. All of them came with a label of authenticity saying they're dead animal, Dave. Thank you. All right, outstanding. Now, uh, there is Lieutenant Aristotle, who is in charge of the Australian Theater of Operations. We have a loyal contingent of Australian listeners that listen live at 2 a.m. Uh, Australia time. And he sent us a very interesting article about a march for men... I, I still have to do... Whoops, a march for men in Australia. And a uh, big, I think, a radio presenter, as they call them there, decided that a female presenter decided that men are getting just unfairly lambasted. They are being, uh, th th that basically, we know this. There's an attack on masculinity. There's an attack on testosterone. There's an attack on alpha male men. So she's doing something about it. She wants to rally Australians together. So on August 25th, she is holding a March for Men in Melbourne, Australia, down under. And it got me thinking, you know that I defend all of our rights as alpha males. We are not ashamed to be masculine men. We're not wussified betas. So therefore, we need to do something. And as the leader of the charge, I am pleased to say that our new slogan is Make Masculinity Great Again. And so we are going to proudly wear these caps. In fact, our entire crew, wear, we will wear these proudly. We will not be intimidated by the libs and the feminists that basically, as I call them, the National Association of Ugly Women that couldn't get a date if their life depended on it. They cannot get a man. And the thing about a lot of these feminists is, that worries me, is they have more facial hair than I do, and I get 5 o'clock shadow at 11 in the morning. It is a very scary sight. So we are proud to be masculine men, and we will not uh, hide from it in any way, shape, or form. This month's Cigar Dave Officers Club selection is the Alec Bradley New Release Sampler, including the Alec Bradley Blind Faith. This cigar features a silky smooth wrapper from Alec Bradley's proprietary farm in Nicaragua for a blend that is both rich and full-flavored. Get cigars like these shipped directly to you every month by joining the Cigar Dave Officers Club today. Get details at CigarDave.com. America is under attack. Basic freedoms, privileges, and acts that we would normally take for granted are disappearing each day, including the simple ability to enjoy a cigar. This is Glenn Loop, Executive Director of Cigar Rights of America, CRA. At a time when elected officials should be thinking about education, public safety, and creating jobs, they are actually thinking about smoking bans, new taxes, and regulations of historic proportions on premium cigars. The cigars that provide us with pleasure, relaxation, and fellowship are under attack. We have to stop it. That's why Cigar Rights of America was created, to work for a new political day for cigar enthusiasts across America, to roll back restrictive laws and defeat onerous taxes and regulations that impact everyone from your local cigar shop to your personal humidor. 
For the price of a few great cigars, be a part of this effort to protect your right to enjoy a cigar without excessive taxation and cumbersome legislation. Go to CigarRights.org. Let's tell the government we've had enough. Join now, CigarRights.org. The Cigar Dave Show is available 24-7, 365 via the Cigar Dave mobile app for Android, iPhone, as well as Amazon Kindle. You don't need to be in front of a radio. You just need to have your mobile device ready to go. And you can listen to me take on the enemies of pleasure. Talk about the alpha male good life as we talk cigars, spirits, diversions, grilling, everything associated with the alpha male good life. So go download the Cigar Dave mobile app today, presented by Diamond Crown. And you can listen to the show live noon to 2 Eastern time, anywhere around the world. And as soon as the show is done, we run a continuous loop. The show is also available on demand, also our Twitter feed, Facebook feed, and the ability for you to record a message and send it directly to us. So go right now, if you've got an Android, an iPhone, or the Amazon Kindle, go and download the Cigar Dave mobile app presented by Diamond Crown. Never miss a minute of a Cigar Dave show with the Cigar Dave mobile app. We commence 2019, but before we do so, we take a look back at some great moments from 2018. Sit back, keep your cigar nice and toasted, make sure you have a cocktail, enjoy as we look back 2018, front and center on the Cigar Dave Show. I'm sure you saw in the news a televangelist by the name of Jesse Duplantis, who is known as a prosperity gospel Minister, He basically preaches a message of prosperity and abundance. The more you sow, the more you shall reap. So in other words, give me a huge donation, and you will get abundance in return. Buy me a car. Buy me a Bentley. Buy me a plane. Well, he has a plane, but Jesse Duplantis said that he needs a new plane. He needs a new $75 million Falcon 7X, or $55 million 7X. Great airplane, by the way. We've seen it up close. Phenomenal. And we've got some sound that we want to play. It was all over the news earlier this week. This guy has got unmitigated chutzpah. That's Yiddish for balls, for nerve. He really does, saying that he needs it. Take a listen to some of the sound. Let's play cut number one because he uses an analogy of... What would Jesus do today? Hit it. And if Jesus was physically on the earth today, he wouldn't be riding a donkey. Think about that for a minute. He'd be in an airplane preaching the gospel all over the world. He'd be in a Falcon 7X preaching the gospel. That's right. Or maybe a larger aircraft. He'd be in a Bentley driving around preaching the gospel. I love how he just throws that around. He has no idea whether Jesus would be riding a donkey or riding in a Bentley or riding in a Falcon 7X. Now, he had a revelation while he was flying in his private plane. I don't know what he has now. But the reason he needs a new plane, he says, is because he can't make stops. The Lord said, you got to go nonstop everywhere. He had a revelation. Got in the plane that God so graciously gave us. We're flying home. As I was going home, the Lord, real quickly, he said, Jesse, do you like your plane? Whoa, he said, Jesse. I thought that's an odd. He said, Jesse, do you like the plane? You know, it's funny because as I was sitting, uh, going on commercial not too long ago, the Lord said to me, General, do you like the plane that you're on? And the answer was, no, don't like to be commercial. He said, well, I want you to have a new plane. He gave that revelation to me just like this Jesse Duplantis. All right, pick it up. Well, certainly, Lord. He said, do you really like it? And I thought, well, yes, Lord. 
He said, then he said this, so that's it? I didn't know how to handle that for me. I went, what? He said, you're going to let your faith stagnate? Now, when he said that, that shocked me. I went, whoa, wait. I literally unbuckled my seatbelt, my plane. I stood up. My pilots looked around and said, do you need something? I said, no, no, I'm talking to God right now. And he went back to flying. You couldn't have done that on an airliner. No, sir. No way. Stand up and say, what'd you say, Lord? No. Okay, no, yeah. And the guy sitting over there saying, what the hell does he think he's doing? <laughs> you can't do you that. You can't do that. No, no. The world is in such a shape. We can't get there without this. That's right. We've got to have this. We would have the mess that the airlines are in today. I would have to stop. I'm being very conservative. At least 75 to 80, more like 90% of what we're doing. Because you can't get there and from here. It's impossible. Oh, poor baby. The Lord said, you got to go nonstop. I got up, I took my seatbelt off, stood up and said, the Lord just spoke to me. Now the question is, his pilot came out, why does he even need pilots? The Lord should just be flying the plane. It should be on, uh, what is it, Lord Pilot, you know, autopilot? Lord Pilot. He just stood up, the Lord talked to him and said, you need a new plane. I'm telling you, the fact that people believe in this garbage, that actually send money because clearly this man obviously has enough followers and people sending him their tithes and offerings and their cash and their checks and their credit cards for him to be able to afford probably whatever a g4 and the people that do fall for this nonsense are people that can least afford it they're living hand to mouth paycheck to paycheck and they believe his bull that he spews saying the more you shall reap the more you shall sow this week, the media played these sound bites over and over and really gave it to him and made him look like the ass that he is, this Jesse Duplantis. And, of course, the media went after him. Well, he had a reply. Oh, actually, hold on a second. Before I get to that, he talks about why he needs a private jet. When I was flying for Oral Roberts, now, Oral used to fly airlines. Right. But it, even back mm -hmm. there then, man, mm -hmm. it, it got to the place where it was agitating his spirit, sure. people coming up to him. He right. had become famous and they wanted him to pray for him and right. all that. You, you, can't, you, you can't manage that today. Right. The, this dope-filled world right. and get in, an air, get in a long tube with a bunch of demons. Right. That's exactly demons! And it, it's deadly. And, and it works on your heart. It really does. So I, anyway, I, I wanted to make that clear so the devil can't lie to you and say, see there, them preachers spending yeah. all that money, just, just fat cats riding around. Wait a minute. Hold on a second. Isn't this a guy that says, I'm praying for you, that stands up there on TV and on the pulpit and says, I'm here to pray for you. We need to pray together. So somebody says, hey, will you pray for me? All of a sudden, this guy's got no time. Apparently, he doesn't unless you send him a big check. And by the way, he traveled with Oral Roberts. Who doesn't like Oral? Just saying. And all these demons that were on the commercial plane. I mean, let me tell you something. I know what he's talking about. Especially when you got to wait in line, you got the demons of the long lines, the demons of the TSA, you got the demons of being packed into a sardine can. I can't necessarily agree, disagree with him on that. But the media went after him incessantly, nonstop, just like I'm going after him, for good reason, because he is a charlatan. He is a, you know, when I see these televangelists, it amazes me that people are stupid and gullible enough to believe these clown charlatans and send these clowns a check. And it shows you how pathetic and how desperate so many Americans and so many people around the world are. They'll cling to anything. They'll believe anything. 
So when he says, you need to send me money, so the Lord told me I need to have this plane and go nonstop so I can preach the gospel to everyone. And people actually say, oh, yes, Reverend Duplantis, you must have that, and I'm going to send you my $10, the $20, the $100, the money that I can't afford to give you, but I'm going to send it to you. It shows you the desperation of so many people. They will grasp at straws. It, it, it's not only pathetic, but it's sad in, in so, almost every case that they would actually send their hard-earned money to a charlatan con man like Jesse Duplantis. Now, the media went after him. Just posted yesterday on his website, Take a listen to what he has to say about all the media criticism. Hello, partners and friends. I guess you've noticed all the media that's been coming and all the different things that's being said about me concerning this plane. First thing I want to say this, they never started the story. I did. Why? Because I wanted to be completely honest with all my partners and friends like you who support and love this ministry all these years. I started it. They did not. And I wanted to be honest so you'd know that I've owned three planes. I don't have four planes right now. I don't have a fleet of planes. I have one plane, and I've had it for 12 years, this one. And we're giving this one away because we're believing God for the 7X to come in. Now, what's so amazing about this, I had a partner write me, and I think it's really wonderful, and I'd like to read what he said. He said, I'm a longtime follower and friend of your ministry. I'm disturbed by the huge volume of negative press you are getting, reporting you're trying to dupe followers, into buying you a new plane. I'm sure there's a lot more to the story. I'm not looking for a lengthy explanation, but can you help me figure out what to say to people who say you are doing wrong? That is a great thank you for saying that. First thing first, I've never raised money for the plane. I put oh. it in our magazine and said, believe God with me. It's a vast difference between believing God and asking sure. for money. Now, it takes right. money to run anything. That's common sense. But the Lord told me many years ago, and some people don't believe that when I say the Lord said it. No, I don't. So I, I'm going to say because I believe it. He said, you don't need to raise money for this. This will just come. Now, I've oh, raised money sure. for a lot of other things, and there's nothing wrong with that because religious organizations do that. But this one, he said, this one will just come. Little did I realize that people would pick this story up. And, you know, when you start picking up a story, people start adding things to it, taking things away, things of that nature, and it gets all mixed up. I'm not asking you to pay for my plane. The yes, Lord said, I didn't ask you to pay for it. I asked you to believe for it. That is what I said. So I'm believing, and I want you to believe with me. But I have to say that there's a lot of people have called me and said, I want to get involved in that new plane you're believing for. I said, well, oh, that's sure they do. But I never asked you for it. So I'm not just Yes, he did. Jesse Duplantis said the Lord spoke to him and said he needs a new Falcon 7X set a cost of $54 million. So therefore... Got me thinking, I need to break out Reverend Alpha Silky Delicious and preach the good life gospel. The book according to Cigar Dave, chapter 1, verse 1, that is, Thou shall enjoy thyself, thou shall enjoy Alpha Male Pleasure Maneuvers. And as such, the Lord spoke to me and said, Reverend Alpha Silky Delicious, you need a new Boeing 787. You can't have the demons of having a smaller plane and going commercial. You have to be flying in style. You need a Boeing 787-8 with a built-in bar, built-in humidor, a nice area for your harem with dance poles everywhere, nice bed to bring all the harem in. Yes, may I have a hallelujah and amen. So therefore, I am asking you to send generously so that Reverend Alpha Silky Delicious 
may enjoy a brand new Boeing 787. I'm not asking. The Lord just said, Reverend Alpha, you should have this. And by the way, he also said you should also have the tanks filled when you take delivery. 33,340 gallons at six, uh, Jet A at 626 a gallon. The Lord said you shall send in $208,708.40 so that Reverend Alpha's Silky Delicious can fly nonstop 8,000 miles anywhere he goes and should not have to fill up that airplane. The only question I have, do I get the Rolls-Royce Trent 1000 engines or the GENX-1Bs? Reverend Alpha Silky Delicious needs to spread the good life gospel. I'm asking you, send in your offerings, your tithes. Send in what you can. The Lord saith, the Lord doeth, and I will be traveling in style. So there you have it as we look back at 2018. And now we move full throttle, full speed ahead into 2019. And as always, we will try to outdo ourselves and as your global five-star general and alpha male-in-chief, I have absolute confidence we shall do so. Cigar Dave, the general, saying, Mayor Humidor, always be full. Mayor Cutter, always be sharp. Mayor Ashby, extra, extra long. Semper Delictatio, always pleasure. Long live the alpha. Make America great again. Make masculinity great again. Screw the enemies of pleasure. Enjoy the alpha male good life without any apologies whatsoever. <laughs>